Welcome to the Horse Talk Show. Have you ever seen a horse who could talk? With your host, Louisa Barton, who really wants to be a famous rider. She really loves to ride fast. Presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care. Truth is, I have horses with people problems. Now here's the Brit on the bit, Louisa Barton. Enjoy the show. Larson Farms is our TV broadcast sponsor. Mr. Richard Larson, a man of great integrity, cares about every single bale of hay and about taking care of his customers. He also has a huge heart for those genuinely in need. Larson Farms, Idaho's finest alfalfa. The Horse Talk Show broadcasts from the CEP's equine studios in downtown Ocala in the horse capital. Welcome to the Horse Talk Show presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. And complete care. Thank you to Larson Hay, our broadcast sponsor. Idaho's finest alfalfa. Louisa Barton here in the studio with my co-host, Dancing Pete Roda from Ooh. Complimentary Horsemanship. We have a great show li- lineup for you. We have uh, Dr. Kayot will be on in the next segment from Peterson Smith, and he will be chatting about a topic called As Healthy as a Horse, which <laughs> is something we wish we all were tonight. I'm suffering a little bit from a migraine headache from a, unfortunately, car accident a couple of weeks ago, and Gigi is out uh, because she is actually having a few health problems as well. So Isaac... Our show producer is doing a phenomenal job running everything by himself tonight. Let's give him a round of applause. He is the man. Um, But the show lineup is awesome. After Dr. Chaot, we have some phenomenal guests tonight um, with Amy Bowers here, Shauna Koresh, and Jesse Hilgas, all going to be with us throughout the show. And we're going to be talking about all sorts of fun things. Um, These are our wonderful guests that are going to be on the show. And um, they got a lot to tell us. um, And we're really looking forward to all of it. Probably one of the best guest lineups we've had in a while. That many on a show. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. So, uh, But we're going to start out with some events and news and things in this segment. Um, of course, the Horse Protection Association of Florida, who we love dearly. Spirit turned, Walk. Yes, turn tragedy into triumph. triumph. Yes, we love these little minis, four of them. Uh, they are named Faith, Hope, Love, and Courage. Saturdays and Sundays, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m., you can actually go out to the Horse Protection Association. You can visit these minis. You can take them for a little walk around, um, sit on some benches, spend some nice quiet time. You do need to book ahead of time uh, with them, and you can actually email Christine at HPAF dot org to set up your spirit walk with one of these delightful little minis and of course it is a fundraiser so they do ask you for a donation but what a great cause it is indeed because they help and rescue so many horses who need it this sold out after being on our show i'm just gonna say (laughs) no bragging rights no bragging rights there but we do love the mtra so we still want to mention uh that it is their 40-year celebration this coming weekend february 4th at cf vintage farm from 6 p.m to 10 p.m uh be an absolutely wonderful event the cf vintage farm is an absolutely beautiful property and the mtra do an amazing job with their therapeutic riding program and we love jenna rivera and the whole team there and uh, we want to congratulate them on their 40-year celebration, even Woo-hoo. though you really can't go right now because it's sold out. <laughs> yep, and there's going to be dancing. So, Oh, Dancing Pete Rhoda will probably be dancing. Uh, probably, yes. no, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> um, also, do not forget, oh, Isaac's oh, okay. like clockwork. I was yeah. about to say the ride, ride. run, roll. Relay. Relay. <laughs> yes. Uh, April 1st, uh, 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. at the beautiful, amazing, wonderful Florida Horse Park, home to my donkeys oh she said donkeys i did i know i'm trying to be g-rated here um there's gonna be some raffles and some great food and some vendor booths um teams will be one runner one equestrian one mountain biker and uh it's this is a great cause also three person team 70 dollars per person uh there's a special pricing as well for uh team a solo team can do it if they were brave enough to do all of it Um, that means one person does all three yeah that's like being an eventer right yeah (laughs) same kind of thing Uh, and this benefits the volunteer organization of the cross florida greenway so it goes to an absolutely phenomenal cause to keep our beautiful uh, greenways uh, as beautiful as they are we want to thank the florida horse park for this and run signup.com 
forward slash triple dash r dash relay. And, and you don't forget we're it. participating. Uh, if I'm permitted by then. Oh, if that's not, right. we'll have to find an equestrian because unfortunately I very, very sweet. Or a runner. <laughs> yes. Well, yeah, there's that. Uh, a dancer in your case. Yes. Uh, unfortunately, on January 14th, a formidable day, um, a very, very sweet lady, very mis- mistakenly, did not see a stop sign and mm. ran into me. So I am under doctor's care right now. So if I side-eye Pete instead of turning my head, it's because I can't. Okay. <laughs> uh, but uh, I will have my MRI tomorrow morning, so we'll know a little bit more about why I have a permanent headache and why my neck is sore. And you also don't you think that Pete is holding my hand because he's not. <laughs> he's fixing my headache. Um, what else? we got some other events. Don't we have some other events? No, we're done. We're done with events. So we have photos, though. Um, so if you're watching us on the television or on Facebook, you get to see them. And um, Isaac's going to put them up. I is think they're going the to be... pictures of where you were this weekend? This is actually Olivia's birthday, right? Oh, now. So happy birthday. So this is the first time Olivia saw snow, and her color is that blue crystal color. And when we arrived in Lexington, all the lights were crystal blue, and literally, as we arrived, the snow started to sprinkle, and she opened her window, and she was like, it did this for me. So she, 27 years old, just 28, got to see snow for the first time. Wow. I thought that was pretty special. And she also got to meet, congratulations, by the way, April Mayberry, who started this horse here in Ocala at Mayberry Farm. And who this might that be? This is Flightline. And he was also uh, Horse of the Year. Just named Horse of the Year, by the way, this past weekend at the Eclipse Awards. So for those of us that don't know who Flightline is, who is Flightline? Flightline is actually the fastest thoroughbred ever. He is. Um, he won the Breeders' Cup Classic. He won a ton of other races as well. Um, and he's an amazing, amazing horse. He's now retired to Lane's End to be a stud. I'm sure he'll have a full book because everybody will want to breed to Flightline. But he actually started his training here at Mayberry Farm on the exact um same track as rich strike who won the kentucky derby also uh, last year who started also with april mayberry and she made sure that olivia met flightline on her birthday so that was pretty special wow we got some more for you if you're watching uh she also got to go to keeneland for her first time ever an extremely iconic racetrack where the last breeders cup ran um, she also met some other amazing horses at the one and only Coolmore Ashford Stud, home to the only two living Triple Crown winners, and actually the only two Triple Crown winners in Olivia's lifetime. And who um, are those? Are? Those are American Pharaoh and Justify, and she got to meet both of them. Uh, we actually, there's American Pharaoh. See, look at the mud on him. Don't you love it? He just came in from the field. <laughs> we watched him walk up from the field, and the guy led him straight out for us. And I was like, should I get a brush? (laughs) But he was just being a horse. And I love to see that he's allowed to be a horse. Very good. Yes. Just absolutely amazing. And there's Justify. Uh, Also a little bit grubby. Not quite as grubby as Pharaoh because Pharaoh really likes to have a slosh around in the mud. But Justify, uh, who won with Mike Smith, of course, uh, the Triple Crown in 2018. So in 2015, when American Pharaoh won was the first Triple Crown in 37 years. Can you imagine having a Super Bowl every year and not having a winner for 37 years? Wow. Well, it's the Super Bowl of horse racing, and nobody won it for 37 years. So American Pharaoh did it easy, um, loved doing it, um, and there's a really good story there with American Pharaoh winning, but I won't tell it on air. So there he is. Is this your hotel? Yes. <laughs> it should be. It's more comfortable. No, it's not, actually. We had a lovely hotel. Shout out for the Elwood uh, Hotel and Suites. But this is amazing. So American Pharaoh is getting groomed here, obviously, because you saw he was a bit grubby from the field. So he's actually in there being groomed, and Olivia's just kind of like hanging out with him, you know. And you can see there is name spelt Pharaoh with the O before the A because that's how it's spelt. And I can't spell it the other way anymore. Like, the proper way to spell Pharaoh, I can't even write it like that anymore because I just... That's You're talking right. to the wrong person. I wouldn't know either way. Either way. So tis the law, of course, another extremely famous, amazing stallion um, that's also there at Coolmore. Um, then she also met, I don't think Uncle Mo is in this pictures, but she also met Uncle Mo. That's the beautiful bridge at Coolmore. Coolmore is probably the prettiest farm in the world. Oh, and then old friends, uh, retirement. Um, Michael Blowen and I are now on a mission to open Old Friends South um, here. But this is amazing. This is the one and only Lava Man. If you don't know who Lava Man is, Google him. But he's amazing, and he's at Old Friends. Um, and uh, just a fantastic thoroughbred that became a pony horse. And uh, 
There is Michael Blowen, who is one of the most entertaining people you'll ever meet in your life. And there is actually a picture of Silver Charm in there somewhere too. The Florida bred who won the Kentucky Derby. He also won the Preakness and he only lost the um, Triple Crown by this much. So, yeah, like this much. So, wow. gotta go, but we'll be back with Dr. Adam K. on whatever photos you didn't get to see. You'll get to see in the last segment for sure, so stay with us. This portion of the show is presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care. And our TV broadcast sponsor is Larson Farms, Idaho's finest alfalfa. Supporting sponsors are DAC Vitamins and Minerals, Seminole Feed Stores, Lip Chip LLC, Piranha, Florida HVAC Services, Crystal Cryo, Ocala Dog Ranch, and The Drinking Post. This show is brought to you in part by DAC Vitamins and Minerals of Florida. All horses need a solid immune system, excellent joint support, a healthy gut, and DAC has all the vitamins and minerals they need with the NASC stamp of approval. So like them on Facebook now or go to feeddac.com. DAC, it makes a world of difference. With over 70 years of collective experience in the horse industry, Lipchip was built with integrity by horsemen for horsemen. Introducing the ChipLink system, powered by Lipchip, where a 15-digit unique ID becomes a key to unlock not only identity, but also health paperwork, owner information, and even photos of each horse. So simple, even a child can do it. The future is here. The future is Lipchip. Step into the Elwood Hotel and Suites, situated in the heart of Lexington. Elwood is a unique yet familiar place, your home base to explore. Minutes from the University of Kentucky and the best distilleries on the Bourbon Trail. Only a short drive from horse country and from the iconic Keeneland racetrack. Full of warm, natural light, Elwood rooms are inviting, a space to retreat, rewind and relax from spacious rooms to extended stay suites. Each room is unique, just like you. Don't miss a beat in your fitness routine either, and your fairy friend is welcome too. Elwood has cozy beds, yummy treats, and snuggles too. Elwood is more than a landing place. It's a tribute to a contemporary Southern lifestyle, a delicious place to refuel and to launch your Lexington adventure. Book your stay at theelwoodhotel.com and like them on Facebook now. Settle in at Elwood and begin generating memories in the heart of the bluegrass. The Horse Talk Show broadcasts from the CEP's equine studios in downtown Ocala in the horse capital. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. Louisa Barton here with the Horse Talk Show at Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care. I have uh, our regular veterinarian for the show, who's a superstar now in 75 million homes on Equus Television, Dr. Adam Kayot. And we are going to talk about the expression as healthy as a horse. And I'm going to ask Dr. Kayot what a healthy horse looks like and some of the things that he looks for to recognize if a horse isn't healthy. Now, I've always thought it was very difficult to be a veterinarian. Because a doctor of people can say, where does it hurt? 
ask questions. How does it feel? You didn't sleep good last night. This happened, that happened. You, on the other hand, have got like an owner going, I don't know, quite often, right? So when you come and look at a horse, let's say just for a general well check, what, first of all, are the things you're looking for to recognize that horse is helping? One of the first things that's easiest to notice is the attitude of the horse. You know, is the horse what we call bright, bright? Are they bright? Is their eye bright? Are they dull? Are they depressed? Um, that's real easy to determine just walking up. You can either walk up to the stall if they're in the stall or and they're standing there and they're bright eyed and their ears are forward and they're interested in what's going on. Um, so that that's very simple to determine whether the horse is depressed or, you know, acting normal. Um, uh, from there, you know, we can do a, do a complete physical exam, but, but, um, the other easy thing to, to, um, determine is coat color. Does the coat look like it's in, in good condition? Is this horse dappled out? Is this horse of good, you know, good weight? Is it too thin? Is it too fat? Um, <clears throat> all those things are real easy to, 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 um, assess immediately, basically. Um, from there, certainly you, um, go and you can check the horse's teeth or, or teeth wearing normally as they're supposed to, to supposed to be wearing. Do they need to be addressed? Are there any issues? Do they need to be floated? Are there any issues as far as that goes? Um, then, then I kind of work my, my way back. You listen to their airways. Does their airway sound like it's clear and normal heart? Listen to their heart. Is their heart beating normally with a normal rhythm, with a normal sound? Are is the are 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 the lung are the lung sounds normal? Is air passing the way it's supposed to? Uh, are are you hearing any wheezes, any crackles, anything that would indicate an issue with the lungs? Then you go back to the to the to the abdomen. Listen for gut sounds. Are the are the gut sounds moving? Are the intestines moving the way they're supposed to be moving? And you check that on both sides because there's different things on on either side of uh, of the horse's intestine. So you listen to that on both sides. Same with the lungs. Listen to it on both sides. And then you work yourself way to the tail. Look at muscling. Look at muscling through the through the croup, through the top of the horse, down the legs. Is are, is this horse well muscled? Is 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 this horse carrying as much flesh as he should or she should be um, um, carrying? Look at the tail. Does the tail look healthy? Is the tail, um, does the tail have um, manure in it? Is it, you know, is this horse, is this, which, which, which could be a sign of diarrhea and this horse isn't having um, normal bowel movements and that sort of thing. So that's kind of my assessment up top. Look, I also, before I forget, I look at the, um, you know, the spine. Is this horse um, roach in its back? Is it standing up? Is it tucked under like it's painful in its abdomen or if it's, or it's roaching its back or is, it, is, it, is the back laying um, as it should? Is the back getting to be a sway back? Is this an older horse? And, and you know, we have some normal age-related changes as far as that goes. Then I move down the legs. Does this horse have normal-looking joints? Are the joints big? Is there, is there fluid in, in, in any of these joints? Um, um, does the, do the legs look fine? Are, are there, is there any edema or fluid in the legs anywhere that shouldn't be there? Look at the hooves. Are these hooves in good condition? Are they... Are they chipped? Are they being well-maintained as far as um, um, farrier work or shoeing and that sort of thing? All those things give for a healthy horse. Some things that I can't, that I have to ask the owner about, well, how's their horse acting? Is the horse eating normally? I might not be able to see that when I'm there. Is this horse eating normally? Is it eating its grain? Is it eating its hay? Is it eating grass and, and doing all that um, normally? And then, and then if, I, if I don't see anything different, I'll, I'll look around the stall. Is the fecal material, does that look normal? Is it, is it uh, passing stool the way it's supposed to? Is, is urination happening the way it's supposed to? All these things are assessed generally when we are looking at a healthy horse. A healthy horse is a horse that all those things look good and look normal. Coats healthy. They're bright. They're of good flesh. The the legs look um, um, good and normal and tight, um, and they're happy. They're generally a you know they're generally a happy animal. Um, <clears throat> certainly, horses that I mean some horses just are crabby, but a lot of times a lot of times you there is that chestnut mare sometimes. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Poor chestnut mares. Oh, they get bad rap, but but um, you know. If the horse is not doesn't have a good attitude, then why is that? Is it because this horse is is sore somewhere? Is it because you know ulcers will do that? Um, 
gastric ulcers will will cause a horse to have a, a poor attitude uh, generally. So we can kind we can get a lot of information from a good physical exam when we look at is this horse a healthy horse, you know. So um, they like you said at the beginning opening they can't tell us what hurts what how they feel or whatever we have to we have to judge their body language basically we, they have to they tell us through body language and and we try to assess that as best we can It'd be a lot easier if they could tell us you know where it hurts or so someone invents that app oh that'd be great <laughs> <laughs> i can't wait <laughs> You know, the thing I always think so difficult about being a veterinarian is so many of the symptoms, if you read all the different horse things that horses can get, all the different diagnoses of them and the symptoms, the symptoms are like so similar. There might be like one tiny little difference. And I think, gosh, that's got to be really, really difficult to figure out because everybody wants, I mean, as a client, we want the answer. We want you to tell us, put a label on it, you know, and you might be like, well, it's possible we might have to treat it for this and say this is it, but actually it's like everything else almost. That's called a differential list diagnosis, a differential diagnosis. So you got your list of possible diagnoses and they teach this in vet school, right? You got this one's probably it, but it could be this one down here and there could be three, five in between of those things. So, you know, it, certainly um, it is a process of elimination a lot of times and, um, you know, uh, clients are, are generally pretty understanding of that right so we have to say well let's do this if this works then it's that if it doesn't work then we move to you know choice two or choice three or whatever and move on down the line so um certainly it makes it difficult um you know but it can the challenge can be can be fun it can be rewarding and and you know and, and that makes it nice but um you know the goal is to have a horse that's healthy and bright and alert and responsive and and uh, performs the way that you want it to perform and 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 you know is happy to have around your your farm or your house and and be your be your buddy absolutely and you as the owner of the horse obviously know what the horse usually acts like and so if that's differed quite a bit the day the veterinarian comes you can let them know that because that's important they you know their behavior better than anybody so make sure you share that if you have a generally crabby horse then you know it's a good idea to tell the vet she's always crabby like that and by the way i love chestnut mares just to say but we do go back to a very important topic which is be kind to your vet because remember they have far greater challenges in my opinion than uh, doctors of people who can ask questions and get answers. So be patient and kind because uh, we love our veterinarians and we definitely need them. So thank you, Dr. Adam Kayot. Louisa Barton here at Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care for the Horse Talk Show. This portion of the show is presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care. And our TV broadcast sponsor is Larson Farms, Idaho's finest alfalfa. Supporting sponsors are DAC Vitamins and Minerals, Seminole Feed Stores, Lip Chip LLC, Piranha, Florida HVAC Services, Crystal Cryo, Ocala Dog Ranch, and The Drinking Post. Crystal Cryo offers cryo skin facials, cryo slimming, and cryo toning, all non-invasive with no skin damage, no discomfort, no recovery time, and cryo offers a healthier alternative for anti-aging, boost collagen, and freeze fat cells. Check them out now at crystalcryo.net. Crystal Cryo, a beauty spa specializing in body contouring to enhance confidence with self-care, one body at a time. This show is brought to you in part by Seminole Feed Stores, family-owned since 1934. Manufacturing fixed-formula horse feeds with mindful monitoring and quality ingredients right here in Ocala in an all-natural, non-medicated feed mill. Seminole Feed, simply the world's best and safest feed. Like them on Facebook now or find them at SeminoleFeed.com. Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care 
seeks to be a leading international veterinary practice that provides state-of-the-art veterinary care to their patients while fostering professional relationships with their clients that stand the test of time. For 24-7 and the best in equine care, check out Peterson and Smith at petersonsmith.com or like them on Facebook now for more information. The Horse Talk Show broadcasts from the CEP's equine studios in downtown Ocala in the horse capital. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. Back on the Horse Talk Show presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. And Complete Care. Thank you to Larson Farms, our TV broadcast sponsor. Idaho's finest alfalfa. I have dancing Pete Roder from Complimentary Horsemanship here, Louisa Barton, host and executive producer of the show. And I've got some very special guests in the studio. I have a feeling we're going to want to have them back like 10 times. We've got Shauna Koresh here and Jesse Hilgast. Did I say that right? Mm -hmm. I got both of you good. Great. Welcome. We have goodie bags for you. Oh, um, which are amazing. Piranha gives us, and they're thank you. on air, thank which is we it love this. They've got goodies in there. <laughs> thank you. And we've got caps and t-shirts from Lipchip, who we've been chatting about in the break. But now we're going to let you guys do the talking. Uh, let's start with you, Shauna. You've had an extremely exciting career. <laughs> yeah, I um, I, I I trained marine mammals for ten years, so. I, killer whales, dolphins, sea lions, walruses, otters, beluga whales. It, it was a, a pretty extensive career working with marine mammals. And what that entailed is all positive reinforcement, all of it. Yes. You, you use no pressure release anywhere in this quadrant at all. And so that's how I learned to train animals. And then I went and saw Elizabeth Bush Burke of Anheuser-Busch owned SeaWorld at the time. So she gave some of us trainers tickets to see a show jumping Grand Prix. So we go see it, and I am like, wait. <laughs> now I'm like the 12-year-old kid, and I'm like, I want to do this. And, and you know, everybody else like, whatever, see you tomorrow, you know, because there were our trainers there, and they just weren't as taken. Now, I'm going to admit, most of those horses look stress. But you saw tension, stress, not joy. And, and then there's two horse and rider combinations. It looked like a walk in the park. And it looked easy and it looked fun. I thought, that's what I want to do. And I know with the positive reinforcement, we can create high criteria, teach them to do it. I'll just hang on and it'll be how it goes. And, and even I was so taken. I went and, 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 I, and so then I talked to Grand Prix show jumpers because I had access to them. So I was saying, you know, do you do positive reinforcement? How do you, you know, positive reinforcement? Positive? Everyone's like, no, 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 it's not how it's done. Horses aren't smart enough to learn this way, blah, blah, blah. And so I was thinking, <laughs> and you're jumping five and a half yeah. foot fences, yeah. long, but whatever. Yeah. And so I just kept hearing no, and I thought, oh, this is so frustrating. But so I never really took a dive into it, but I just kept, it kept working. And then I read this People Magazine article yeah, that's inhibition right there. <laughs> you know, so I read the article, and it is by a man named about a man named Tom Dorrance. And so I thought, this guy sounds different. Now, I didn't know who he was. I, I had no clue about any of that. So I she knew about sea creatures, folks. Yes, I did. <laughs> and and so I called him on the phone because this was not internet days. You know, we're talking thirty years ago. And so I called him on the phone, and he was very nice. And he said, "Yes, yes." I said, "I'm a marine mammal trainer, and we use food for training." <laughs> and what do you think? And he said, "Definitely, you should do this. It's, you should do this." And he invited me to come to his farm to, to his ranch and work with him. And I was like, I have to work. Who is this guy? Because <laughs> I didn't really know who he was. But That's but, funny. I love that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, she has a job that most people want. <laughs> and she gets on the phone with most people that in the industry would go, you had the chance to go work with Tom Dorrance and what? you didn't? No. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah so, you called him. Yeah. <laughs> and he was. And he answered. Yeah. And was, he was an assistant answered first, and then oh, she put okay. it on. And he was, what I got out of that one, he was really kind, and he was older now, but he still wanted to learn. And that to me was really powerful. The thing, we never should stop learning. No, That's just keep opening up and learning things. And then, and then during that call, I thought, well, then I'm going to go take jumping lessons. So he was really sweet, and he sent me a signed book, and I will never oh. forget it. It turns out he had used food and training, but he didn't know how to fade the food. So he thought it's powerful. It gets stuff done, but I don't know how 
to get past it, you know? Right. And that's what with the marine mammals, what we did is we used a systematic approach, utilizing positive reinforcement, then building up duration and behavior chains where you start to fade the food from particular behaviors. So yeah. I still use it. I still have it and Great. use Can it. Can you say that again for all the people that do use yes. food? Yeah. that's what I see. Yeah. Well, you got to pay them every time. And you, yeah, you really... The fade is important. Yeah, It is yeah. important because that, like, think about it. You teach a horse through even positive reinforcement, whatever. You teach them to put on halter. We teach the horses to dip their nose in. We put it over the ears. We do the steps. We build a good, strong, mm-hmm. positive reinforcement history. Pretty yes. soon they're like... It's classically conditioned. Exactly. They're like, I just love right. putting my halter on. You, yes. you don't own Just me. like the mare that I went to, that Peruvian paso that had never been touched, and she was pregnant. So I started by getting the halter on her using her food yes. to do that. But once she trusted me, we didn't need we the didn't food We didn't need anymore. to do it. No, yes. we never used the food to put the halter on. It was just that yes. first few times while we were building the relationship and the trust because her trust was not in me. It was in the food at the time. Yes. So then it reverted to being me. And then we were good, but the food is what started it. So yes. the important thing that people don't realize is you might one day be in a predicament, very likely with a horse, where you don't have that with you and you need to do something. So you don't want to be reliant on it. But if you use it to help build that trust in the beginning and then you condition the horse to where it's not reliant yes. on it all the time, and then you don't necessarily have to take it away altogether forever. You can always reinforce again, but you don't want to be like, reliant on it because if exactly. you are you got a problem i tell people if it feels like it's all about the food mm-hmm. you're doing something wrong right because it shouldn't be yes. the marine mammals people don't really think about this they got all their food each and every day regardless of what they did or didn't do they got all their social interactions each and every day regardless of what they did or didn't do yet we got very very high criteria some behaviors will take a year to train so what are they doing it for? It's not the food. They can just get the food. They'll get it all throughout the day. So what it was is we made sure it became a game that they enjoyed. Do you know they've done a study where they gave animals free food, and then they taught them to hit a lever for food? What do you think they did? They tend to ignore the free food and go to the lever for food. And, and they did it with different animals, and they kind of realized that there's something in us that actually would rather work for the food. And I think about it like with crossword puzzles. I love doing crossword puzzles. Nobody pays me for that, but I love that challenge. But here's the, here's a catch. So I tell people when they're starting, I say, you need to be raising the criteria all the time, but not so much that they quit. It needs to be easy enough that they can get it or clear enough that they get it. And there's not frustration. And then pretty soon they're like, I'm a good problem solver. And then, you, the, you know, they get a little better and you start saying, well, now we're going to work on collection. Can you do this and this? And they're like, there's an answer in here somewhere. So they don't go to the frustrated place. But we've faded the food from the pieces. And I may still go back and reinforce right. it, you yeah. know, but you huh. move on from there. Right. And if you stay in that place, you make it all about the food and you get this sense of entitlement. You've taken the joy out of it. If somebody brought me a crossword puzzle every day and it was easy crossword puzzle, they say, we'll pay $10 to do it. I'd be like, at first I'd be like, ooh, okay, crossword puzzle. I end up getting paid. This is great. And then pretty soon they bring it to me and it was the same puzzle. I'd be like, <laughs> you know, right. there'd be no yeah. joy in it anymore. So I think it's important that we get yes. them playing the game and feeling like they're good problem solvers. So yes. so that is that. where we got started. And then, so then I was, I had a, a boyfriend at the time who was a Grand Prix show jumper. He had... He'd, That's convenient. Yeah. <laughs> he had quit, though. He came to SeaWorld to get a job training marine mammals. He rode with George Morris for five years, which is a big name in there. He had ridden with Ann Krasinski mm-hmm. and, and John and Beezy Madden. So John Madden comes into, I'm in San Diego, comes into town to design a course. And so we go out to dinner. He says, Shauna, tell John about the training you did with the marine mammals. And I'm like, okay. And then, you know, and so I said, this is what we did. This is how it goes. And, you know. And he got more and more and more intrigued. And he's he's a really, really smart man and an excellent horseman. And basically, as he at the end of the night, we went home. We didn't really use clickers with the marine mammals. We didn't call it clicker training. But I had some clickers from a particular uh, something or other that we had done. So I we went home and I sent him home with a clicker and he went home that first day and BZ had a horse who was terrified of the riding stick they came to them that way so you couldn't have it on the ground under saddle your neighbor couldn't have it and he said that first day he got that horse not only touched that riding stick he said I can't get him to stop he said if I turn that big of a no into that big of a yes this quickly there's a place for this in Grand Prix show jumping please come here we'll start a business let's do this so So hold that thought because the horse winded which means we have to take a break We'll be right back on the Horse Talk Show. Stay with us. we got lots more good stuff. 
Welcome back to the Horse Talk Show. Have you ever heard of a horse that could talk? Listen to this. With your host, Louisa Barton. She's literally in love with every horse. Presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. She's back in the saddle again. And now here's your host, Pretty Pretty, Louisa Barton. She's a Brit, she's got the gift of the gab, and her guests are fab. And we're back from the Horse Talk Show, presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Our TV broadcaster sponsor, Larson's Hay, Idaho's finest, Alfalfa. I'm Dancing Pete, and we're still talking with Shauna and Jesse, and then Amy Bowers jumped in, so we're gonna have her talking in a few minutes, but we're gonna go back to Shauna's story. Story, <laughs> yes, <laughs> phenomenal story. <laughs> So, and as I, then with John Abizi Madden, that's where uh, John went home and said, let's do this, let's work this out. And so we went to John Abizi's for the first week. And all we did, this is concepts you might not know if you're not familiar with positive reinforcement, but spent three five minute sessions a day conditioning the clicker, because we were going to use a clicker, even though we didn't with the marine mammals. And then three five minute sessions a day teaching the target. So we saw, I saw the horses. For a total of 15 minutes a day had nothing to do with the riding it was only caught them when they were in their stalls they did their normal things yet busy who's really kind of a quiet person doesn't just say extra things at the end of the week she said every single one of those horses you're working is remarkably better in the arena and yet the training hasn't overlapped so this became the beginning of starting to realize this is the training we know it's like an iceberg and all under here is a huge amount that I was yet to discover. So very cool. That's where we started, and we started introducing it to the horse world, doing expos and demos, and and that was 29 years ago. Now we jump to the forward to the past couple years, and Jesse's part of the mix. That's what I was going to say. How do you fit into this, Jesse? I did not come to, through to positive reinforcement <laughs> through fish. <laughs> <laughs> Well, me either. <laughs> so how did you hook up with this then? Well, I have been training horses since my late teens, I'd say. And I just had job after job with different barns and got better and better. And then, um, I don't even know, 20 years ago or something, my mom bought me her book. Oh. And I... I used it for just some random things, like trying to get a horse on a trailer and things like that. Nothing too much. And then I thought, I'm just going to leave that for a little bit. And I would do just different traditional things. As I worked for different people, I kind of had to do what Fit I needed in. to do. Yeah. Yeah. And then I had a horse that went away for training. Someone else bought her as a yearling and she went away for training for about two years she lived three hours from me and she lived three hours from the trainer so the owner right so I couldn't I, I didn't really know what was going on with the situation I would talk to the owner I would talk to the trainer but I really wasn't getting a full you know the real story and over time she started to get worse and worse and then finally one day the owner came and saw what was happening with the horse and got very upset and asked me to go see her. I went and saw her and she was just unrecognizable from the horse that I knew. Just mm -hmm. terrified, biting, kicking, all the things that people would do to label a horse as a nasty, violent horse, but really it was so much deeper than that. So I asked the owner if she would allow me to call her and do coaching <laughs> calls and I had six calls, but she still owes me one. Wow. <laughs> um, and we just hit it off, and we started talking a little bit more. She did a clinic at my house, and she helped me so much with that horse. She's, I have that horse still. Oh, wow. She's great. She had a full last year, or two years ago, right? Almost two, Almost years, two years. Right. Yeah, and she's doing sweet. really well. Very Super good. sweet and nice. and. But Jessie, I'm going to add, is an excellent horsewoman. So, and she tra she breeds um, hunters, show hunters, and has worked in the hunter-jumper community. And Jessie 
said to the, from what I understand to the owner, this horse is beyond my skill. And I've dealt, you know, she started hundreds of young horses. Mm -hmm. So it is, this was a special case. She was presenting like PTSD. Mm -hmm. So things would happen out of the blue. So you take it from there. Yeah, and just slowly in time, we were able to bring her back by changing her emotional state. And that's that's where I started to really grasp what positive reinforcement was doing for her. Very good. Before it was just like, oh, you just use it for this or that. But I did not understand the emotional state and how that was being changed. And now we've gone to, I don't know, I'm going to say... We've done together in the last year and a half, maybe 25 or 30 clinics and events and things like that. And one by one, I've just seen horse after horse just relax and have a different way about them than I've ever seen, even with the softest of traditional training. So it's really made me become a believer. So it added to your toolbox that you already had. Mm -hmm. Very good. Well, that's a great story. Well, we have Amy Bowers here. We'll jump Amy in here. So, Amy, tell us what you do and where you got started in horses. Uh, Well, I got started on the farm. I was born and raised um, in California, and I was lucky enough to be born on the farm. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Fold. Yeah, yeah, I'll just pull out right there. Um, uh, yeah, so I've just been riding horses my whole entire life. Um, I had the privilege of having Pat Perley as my uncle. Um, so when I was nine, I started going out to his farm in Colorado. Um, by the time I was 14, I would go for two months in the summer and a month in the wintertime. I graduated high school early and went to work for him full time. Um, and during that whole time, I always had a passion for eventing, but it just was never really available with my life and where I was, but it was always um, something I'd always wanted to do. And I got into it because I watched the Olympics one year and it was in Sydney. And I'd never really been exposed to eventing, but I just saw on the um, on the uh, news. And so I was watching it, I was so excited. And that's the year that David O'Connor won um, the gold. Um, through working through um, with Pat and Linda, I got to be introduced to David and Karen O'Connor. Um, and now in the winter times, I work with them with their babies and uh, do all kinds of fun stuff with my horses. <laughs> uh, yeah. But. So tell us a little bit about who this is, because I know what horse this is, but this people is watching go. Piper, um, and her and our anniversary just came up that I've now owned her for 10 years, and I found her here in Florida, um, and she's been a super partner for me. Um, I bought her as a five-year-old, um, and she had just been started um, and just had about 30 days on her, and so she's my first horse that I um, and have all kinds of fun with her and do lots of liberty. Um, we've done demos, bridalist demos together. and um, But yeah, so nowadays uh, I work a lot on social media. Um, and I love reaching the world and inspiring them. Education a little bit, but just try to show the world there's just a little different way of doing stuff with horses. And I've now really gotten into working with a lot of off-the-track thoroughbreds. Um, I love them. I've gotten to do the Retired Racehorse Project. Um, I won the thoroughbred makeover there in 2019 in the freestyle. And I just, I love off-track thoroughbreds, and I think they get a really bad rap sometimes, and I just want to show the world what great horses they are and that they're a fantastic choice for a sport partner. Luis is over there smiling in the background (laughs) as she's saying it. (laughs) That's great. So tell us what else is special about something that you did for a uh, football team. Are you allowed to talk about that? Yes, I am. (laughs) So this summer I got a call, and... um, I never answered my phone, so it went to voicemail. (laughs) (laughs) And it was the producer asking me about if I had a horse that could rear on command at Liberty. Um, And they weren't allowed to tell me what the project was for, um, but if I had something that might work, and they they needed me within four days. And so I called them back and I said, yeah, I think I do. I, I could do that for you. And so it ended up being for the Denver Broncos. And they needed it for their new intro. Um, as the team is about to go on the field, they have this really cool intro. And then at the very end of it, they have a rearing horse, and then which is mine, Piper, and them coming onto the field. Great. Well, that's our signal for we got to wrap it up for this segment. We'll be back in the Horse Talk Show. 
Thank you to the presenting sponsor of this portion of the Horse Talk Show, Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Thank you to our TV broadcast sponsor, Larson Farms, Idaho's finest alfalfa. Also, thank you to supporting sponsors, Nirvana Medical Spa, TT Distributors, Summit Joint Performance, Equigreen, Midnight Rose Equestrian, the Florida Horse Park, Horse Farms Forever, and the Equine Performance and Innovative Center. Having an air conditioner that works well in Florida is a must. Experience peace of mind by working with Florida HVAC Services, a family-owned and operated company taking pride in always putting their customers first. Providing air conditioner repair, installation, and maintenance services on all makes and models. For those suffering from allergies or asthma, air quality testing is recommended and hospital-grade air filters are available. Ask about a pure air filtration system today. Check them out at flhvacservices.com or like them on Facebook. Florida HVAC Services, serving all of North Central Florida with honesty, integrity, and the highest value of workmanship. And that's 100% guaranteed. This show is brought to you in part by Seminole Feed Stores, family-owned since 1934. Manufacturing fixed-formula horse feeds with mindful monitoring and quality ingredients right here in Ocala in an all-natural, non-medicated feed mill. Seminole Feed, simply the world's best and safest feed. Like them on Facebook now or find them at SeminoleFeed.com. My name is Dr. Natalie Solomon. I formulated Equigreen with cutting-edge science and technology alongside the passion that is represented by a lifelong love of horses. I created a product that I would trust for my horses because they deserve nothing but the best for their bodies. Horses rely on us to take care of them, to love them, to respect them. This is how Equigreen came to life. Equigreen, CBD for your horse that you can trust. The Horse Talk Show broadcasts from the CEP's equine studios in downtown Ocala in the horse capital. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. <laughs> and we're back to the Horse Talk Show, presented by Palmer Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Our TV broadcast sponsor, Larson's Hay, Idaho's finest alfalfa. I'm Danson Pete with Complimentary Horsemanship, sitting in while Louisa is watching for the Horse Talk Show, and we're here with a whole bunch of great guests. We have Amy Bowers, Shauna. I'm studio audience. <laughs> yeah, Shauna. It's too good to have me on the show. Yeah, Louisa's <laughs> talking in the background there. Shauna Karish. 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 Mm -hmm. Sorry. Right. And Jesse Hilgus. Wow, I got it right. I did do Ooh. that right. <laughs> but let's go back to Amy. So we were ending your story about you got to do the Denver Broncos opening with your horse rearing yeah. in the thing. Yep, yep. So it was a pretty neat experience. Um, and honestly, I I only have one horse that knows how to rear. It's not actually a common behavior that I prefer to teach a lot of horses. And so, but one day I got bored. Um, it was winter time, and I couldn't do much with my horse, so I taught her how to rear. Um, but I don't play with it very often, and she's not a very exuberant rearer. And so I was like, I should probably, you know, touch up on this before we have to go get filmed. <laughs> um, and thankfully, she was amazing. And so we went out there and in this beautiful ranch in Boulder, Colorado. Um, and we had to be completely at liberty. Um, it was a huge field. We couldn't even see the fences where the fences were um, and surrounded by the film crew. And she went on there, and the very first rear she did ended up being the one that they used for the... Wow. Um, and they literally said every single take that we did um, was, like, absolutely usable. There wasn't one that they couldn't use, so it was really, really fun experience. And they all adored Piper, of course. Of course. <laughs> it was pretty funny. One of the guys was like, how do you get him to do it? <laughs> Thank you. So we have Prana gift bag. It has some brushes... 
some piranha fly spray that's one of our sponsors so that's for you guys Thank and you. you guys already got yours yeah. so i've known amy since she was about 14 on the ranch we won't say how many years ago that was oh 10 20 yeah so i remember watching amy riding her horse and standing up at the canner do you remember doing all that? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So when she said, oh, I've got my horse rearing up for the Denver Broncos, I wasn't surprised. <laughs> so Amy, tell us what you're doing in Florida right now. I am training with David and Karen O'Connor. Um, I'm working towards going up in the levels and eventing. And um, in three weeks, I'll be making my move up to intermediate, which is the second, uh, just one level below the highest national level. Wow. In eventing. There's higher international levels, but there's only one more higher national level. Wow. So I'm making that on my um, off track thoroughbred. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So what do you do with your social media because i know you mentioned it but i want to know deeper on how you've uh, progressed to the top one percent yeah um so to all your questions listen up <laughs> she's going to give this, you a little this, schooling the, the secrets of social media yeah. uh so yeah so i just decided to start sharing my stories and experiences online and my biggest thing is i want to be authentic um i want to show the good the bad the ugly the hard um not just the pretty um, so I show fails, I show the good stuff, I want to be inspiring. Yeah, all of Amy's bad stuff looks way better than anybody's <laughs> good stuff. So don't think you're the only one going, that doesn't look bad. <laughs> That's not true. I, I share it all. Um, so yeah, so I just like to really be authentic, um, but inspire. And apparently um, people really enjoy that. And so I've got quite a few followers. So what? tell us a little bit about what we're seeing here. Uh, well, this is a quite a bit of a montage of my mare Piper, um, and all the fun things that we do. There's that rear. That was the video I actually sent them to see if she would work out to be for the Denver Broncos, and they loved it. Um, I love to play with my horses, <laughs> allow them to express themselves. They have a good time, um, and I really like to challenge myself on a lot of accuracy things um, with Piper. Um, she doesn't love jumping very big, so we just do lots of fun. Um, accurate things and I see how good we can get um, with jumping really skinny stuff and see if she can get the idea. Where did uh, you get these ideas of jumping small little? Uh, the first person that really inspired me was Hans Blaha, uh, if I'm saying his name correctly. Um, he's from the Czech Republic, which is now something else, the Czech, anyways. Um, and he was a Pirelli guy way back in the day and he jumped a carrot stick in the ground standing up and I thought that was pretty cool. And so that was probably one of my first inspirations on that. And then, so I've taught Piper how to do that and she can jump a carrot stick in the sand now. Wow. And all kinds of stuff. But yeah, I don't know um, the barrels, um, the the vertical barrels, um, her teaching, me teaching her that. So that was kind of, I had never seen somebody do that before. So that was kind of unique. Very good. It yeah. is pretty yeah, impressive. Yeah, and it was actually one of the very first videos that I had go pretty viral. And the funniest part was that I had my husband come out to the arena to film it for me. I'm like, I did it. I was like, so what'd you think, honey? He goes, nah, I've seen better. <laughs> <laughs> and, and if we, if we, the ones of us that know Nate. <laughs> He's like, I've seen you do better stuff. And that was my first video that did really well. He's like, hmm, okay, well, apparently people thought it was good. So, <laughs> so our joke is whenever I do a video and if he doesn't think it's very impressive, it will probably do pretty well. <laughs> so that's always the joke. Very good. And where is this, all the video that we were watching before? Um, most of it is in my at my home in Fort Collins, Colorado. Yeah, she lives in probably one of the prettiest places yes, very in the fortunate. United States. Very fortunate to live there. Beautiful, but a little cold right now. Yes. A little That's chilly, why she's so. down here in sunny Florida where yeah. we had 83 degrees today. <laughs> so, it was delightful. So what did you guys think of the videos? Loved it. Really fun. <laughs> very good. So... What's our next adventure? Are you staying down here? Yep, hopefully you... as long as possible. This will be the longest I've stayed down here um, and hoping to stay until April. 
Um, once I move up to this next level, when I'm back in Colorado, I will not have any shows in my area that um, have that level. So I'll have to travel to California, Texas, and Montana, which makes it really difficult. So I'm trying to be down here as long as possible um, to move up to the level successfully and actually have a season at the level without having to travel a minimum of 14 hours to a show. So do you teach or just train? I teach, I train, and I teach people to train horses. I do it all. Yep. So what would be the biggest advice you would give somebody up and coming to the event world or to training? Find a really good trainer to apprentice under and watch them. Very good. Yep. And make sure that what they say is what they actually do. Ah, so is that very important? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, actions speak louder than words. Okay, good. So, going back to Jesse, so tell us more about your training. Um, I have always done primarily hunters, mm-hmm. a little bit of jumpers, not too much. My area is predominantly hunters, like in my you know central Pennsylvania areas, which is where we're from. Um, and I've taught some college teams. Uh, probably did a I did a lesson program with a. a large barn that did about I probably did about 50 lessons a week something like that wow yeah and we would ride all day until about 3 30 when the kids got off of school and then teach the rest of the evening and it was a lot I probably did that for seven or eight years in about six days a week got a little burnout went back home with it and started training horses out of my barn and teaching out of my barn and and then Shauna came along. <laughs> yeah, we actually had somebody that came and said they got burned out and quit for 10 years mm. and then came back. So so Shauna, what would you recommend to most horse people in from your background? Oh, and that, as we get the cue to wrap <laughs> it up. So, we're going to wrap it up and then we'll come back for that and we'll get you We'll get Louisa back in here. We'll wrap up the news and we'll see you in a few minutes. Thank you to the presenting sponsor of this portion of the Horse Talk Show, Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Thank you to our TV broadcast sponsor, Larson Farms, Idaho's finest alfalfa. Also, thank you to supporting sponsors, Nirvana Medical Spa, TT Distributors, Summit Joint Performance, Equigreen, Midnight Rose Equestrian, the Florida Horse Park, Horse Farms Forever, and the Equine Performance and Innovative Center. This hour of the Horse Talk Show is presented by Palm Chevrolet in Ocala, where the entire team is committed to making your experience in sales and service hassle-free and easier than ever with no games or gimmicks. Come in and visit on Southwest College Road or online at palmchevrolet.com. A second-to-none experience with all the amenities. Palm Chevy, find new roads. The Equine Performance and Innovative Center, situated on 30 pristine acres in the horse capital of the world, is one of the finest and most complete conditioning and rehab centers for equines and canines in the nation, including an equine hyperbaric chamber, aqua pacer, water treadmill, cold water leg spa, equine swimming pool, Eurosizer, and more. Epic equine veterinarians specializing in rehab and conditioning. For more information, go to epcrehab.com or find them on social media. This show was brought to you in part by TT Distributors, dedicated to bringing their customers the largest selection of quality horse supplements, products, and farrier supplies in Florida at affordable prices. Also online at ttdistributors.com. The Horse Talk Show broadcasts from the CEP's equine studios in downtown Ocala in the horse capital. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. 
Back on the final segment of the Horse Talk Show for this week, presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Thank you to Larson Farms, our TV broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. I'm Louisa Barton. We have Dancing Pete Roder behind me. And we have a, we, these guests were so good, we couldn't get rid of anybody, so we just kept everybody, you know. Um, and speaking of great thoroughbreds, I know Isaac's brilliant enough to get me Zenyatta because I told him which one she was. So I mentioned some of my, um, oh, look, he did. I mentioned some of my bucket list. And um, this past weekend, I actually got one of my bucket list um, and I didn't think I was going to get to go. I think I mentioned at the beginning of the show, I sadly I got smacked uh, in a car accident and um, didn't know if I was going to be able to do this. Couldn't fly, ended up having to, to drive, but uh, I got to go in the passenger seat in a bubble um, and padded everything all around me in a neck brace and, and we made it there. But this was actually a, a bucket list for me to meet Superhorse Zenyatta and uh, I was uh, I was thrilled to meet her. And uh, it was just one of those things I just wanted to meet her for so long. You were talking about your love of thoroughbreds mm -hmm. and... I had she's them growing up. Oh yes, oh, she, is. She's, such uh, a she is. She's she is. She's one of a kind, and it was just a real, uh, a real thrill to meet her. Finally, I'd, I've met so many of the greats, but she was just one I, I had never met and wanted to. So thank you to April Mayberry, who, by the way, she is an April Mayberry grad as well. She started her training right here in Ocala at Mayberry Farm. So, good stories there. Lots of great stories there. Um, and interestingly enough, the track she trains on is the track that Justify also trained on uh, with Hartley and Dorenzo when he was in his two-year-old year. So there's exciting stuff come out of that track. So anyway, that was a bucket list. So if I get to swim with dolphins in the near future, I'll be good and I'll share that video with you as well. But I'll probably wait and get my MRI results first. Uh, Dancing Pete Roder, take it away, Isaac, with the uh, horsemanship tip of the week. Dancing Pete, tip of the week. Brought to you by Complimentary Horsemanship. All right, today's... Can you be serious after that? Oh. <laughs> Today, we're going to be very serious about... <laughs> tip of the week. Today's tip of the week is being flexible. So that means you're asking your horse to do something and they're not quite getting it. So be flexible and say, hey, maybe we need to break this down further. Be flexible and try something else. However, don't be flexible all the time. So without consistency, you can't be flexible. So if you're always going, oh, he didn't do it in 30 seconds, so I'm going to move on to something else. That's being not, that's too flexible. So some students I teach, I take flexible out of their vocabulary because they need to be more consistent and then we'll bring flexible back in. So being flexible. So just like when you threw me by myself, I had to be flexible. <laughs> If you want to be really flexible, I was actually just trying to find the flyer on my phone very quickly. Um, but if you really want to be flexible, then you need to do um, yoga with goats oh, at gosh. Sunny Hill Farm this Saturday <laughs> because goat yoga is fantastically therapeutic. Goats are extremely cute. Sunny Hill Farm, named after Sunny, my horse, uh, who passed away in 21, where I used to live. My friend Christy is having goat yoga this Saturday. So if you haven't done goat yoga, you haven't lived. Should she call it goga? Goga. Goga. <laughs> goga. Goga. Now I'm now I'm interested. Let's do it. Hey, now listen. It's called goga. Somewhere I have this flyer, and I should have thought of it and put it up. But I was thinking horse. But now I'm thinking goat because you said flexible, and I'm like, how can we all be more flexible? We can all do goat yoga. Exactly. So, Christy, even though we didn't make the, the poster up, we've been sharing it, but um, I was thinking of you. So, there's flexible for you, right? So, the greatest thing you ever learned from a sea creature? Ooh. Oh, gosh, there's a I lot, learned right? a lot of things. Yeah. You know, I think, you know, there's a lot of favorites in there, and, and I, I, I think I, you learn to be, well, I think one of the things I really learned was working with low commerce and dolphins and we were assuming food was the most valuable thing to those guys and swimming around was the most they swim at 35 miles an hour they're like little hummingbirds and we keep trying to feed them and keep them still when really we kind of the key was then to think okay let's teach them to run around and do stuff and then we could build up until we so i think yes. it's kind of just finding what your learner mm -hmm. values and yeah. letting them set the value not us that yeah. sounds flexible to me yes, yes. <laughs> and that should have been the word of the week 
Yeah. But you know what I was thinking about is that makes me think of horses. You know when they when when a jockey falls off a horse in a race, that horse will run the whole race if it can two or three times because they love to run. I mean horses just love to run, you know, they really do. Yeah. And and even though in the sense of showing and racing and competing, we tend to keep them in stalls and then we tend to keep them in stalls when it's bad weather and if it's raining and if it's snowing, if we're in snowing places and, and then we let them out and they love it. They roll and they kick and they run and they bark and they love it because horses love to be out and they love to run. So, yeah. you know, you think about things that animals really love and what they actually appreciate the most. And I, I want to hear from Jesse and Amy the same kind of question. Yes. Not with sea animals, <laughs> right. with horses. Yes. Greatest thing a horse has ever taught you? Definitely knowing when to push ahead a little bit to teach them the next thing and but more importantly when to know to pull back because it's it's that like two steps forward one step back it's mm -hmm. it's a dance and yes. it's important yes having that relationship trust bond with them too so they know that when you do push mm -hmm. they can trust you you know and that's that's a good thing that's that's mm -hmm. really important uh, patience you need a lot, a lot of that. A lot of patience. Yes. Yeah. That was the word last week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Patience, patience, and more patience. Yes. And I'd you also cannot have enough sorry, patience. No, you're okay. No. Yeah. <laughs> We're chatting like we're all sitting yeah, in the living yeah. room. It's good time. I'd also say being able to laugh. Oh, yes. Yeah. Laugh at them. Yes. Shauna's great at that. My last person that I was working with, too. It was, it's really important to be able to yes. laugh with them. Do you know the marine mammals? They got all their food every day. All their, they wouldn't do it if it wasn't fun. Mm -hmm. It had to be fun, yet we could still get high criteria and be, have a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important to, that should be the A number one. Joy. Training should be fun. Yes. For you and your horse. Yes. You know. Well, I'm going to put this out there because I know we're getting really close to the end of the show. So I spent some time with Michael Blowen this weekend at Old Friends Retirement in Kentucky. And can I tell you, there is not a man on this earth that honestly should do this job. But him, um, he's the most entertaining guy I've ever met. Uh, he took us to see Patch, the one-eyed horse that ran in the Triple Crown races that was trained by um, Todd Pletcher. Uh, he took us to see Stormy Liberal, who was trained by Mark Cassie. He took us to see uh, Silver Charm, who, of course, won two legs of the Triple Crown and is now 29 years old. And he went inside to chop up and peel his carrots into little tiny bites so he could eat them. <laughs> um, he took us to see Lava Man, and we got to see Little Mike and Game On Dude. Um, so it was neat to see not only the horse, the Florida bred horse, Silver Charm, who almost won the Triple Crown, but also meet the horse that beat him by this much in the next field, not in the same field. That would not, not go down well. And then he introduced us to Little Silver Charm, and he said, oh, we have to go in his shelter. And in Little Silver Charm's shelter, um, we're talking Little Miniature Horse, there were pinups of Zenyatta. <laughs> <laughs> you can't make it up. I've got videos to prove it. And he said he still thinks he's got a chance with her, and he's like 35 years old, this miniature. So it was pretty cute. I told April Mayberry, i got to tell April Mayberry, that Zenyatta is in literally pinups of her in his in his shelter it, it was just an amazing experience but michael blowen and i talked about why we don't have a uh, old friend south right here in the horse capital of course he looked at me a bit funny when i said horse capital but i don't blame him because he's in lexington but we need a an old friend south and i'm all about getting that thing rolling so if anyone's interested in helping me i know michael blowen is already so we're on it Yes. I want to thank our wonderful guests. We've had, honestly, an amazing, and they thank even, you. like, called Beautiful. each other to make sure they matched and everything. <laughs> yeah. They actually never met each other before. So it's great. We love connecting people. We hope you enjoyed the show. Don't forget to tune in Saturday morning on the Sky. Watch us on Equus Television all week long. Whether you're in Ocala, Marion County, the horse capital of the world or not, happy horsing around. Till the same time. Bye. Next Bye. week.